Welcome to Quarter Life Archives, a podcast about the highs and the lows of going through your quarter life. We're your hosts, Noni and Karina. Why don't you introduce yourself, Noni? Um, Hi guys, my name is Noni. I am 22 years old. I am originally from Indonesia. I was born and raised there, but I moved to the Netherlands to pursue my bachelor's degree and that's where I met Karina. Um, And currently I'm back in Indonesia uh, because I have recently graduated and I'm looking for a job. However, I haven't been getting as much luck as I want to, um, so I decided to venture into other projects. And uh, here I am with Karina starting a podcast together. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me. How about you introduce yourself as well, Karina? Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Karina, and I am also 22 years old, and I'm originally from Hong Kong. I moved to the Netherlands to do my bachelor's, and that's exactly how I met Nuni. And right now, I'm also similarly in a bit of a limbo situation because I have finished my bachelor's but I haven't managed to find a job yet which is also one of the reasons why Noni and I decided to start this podcast because we thought that there were a lot of other people out there that are in similar situations as us so we thought that this podcast could be very relatable if it was an open and honest conversation and if other people could hear that maybe they're not alone in this situation. Yeah, and I think both Karina and I always just wanted a project that we can call our own, something that we built from the ground up. Um, And now's the perfect time to do it. We have so much time on our hands, and both me and Karina as well, we've, we've always joked about making a podcast, but never really did it. And now that we have so much time, um, there's no excuse really not to execute it. Um, So I just called not called i texted karina one night saying i really regret not doing that podcast when i was in the netherlands and she took it way too seriously (laughs) um the next day she started buying domain names and i was just just can't help it i mean i was also you know i was in the the exact same mood as noni i was like darn we should have started you know when she was physically here so to make it easier but you know we decided that we shouldn't let distance come between us no i mean (laughs) (laughs) that can be our motto for the pandemic let's not let distance hold us back and um yeah we decided to start this and for every podcast you need a domain so why not buy a domain name (laughs) no i completely agree but it's just we hadn't decided our name was yeah we didn't decide on a (laughs) podcast name at that point um but thankfully we did end up using uh coral life archives so we could use the domain (laughs) Yeah, I just got really excited and I thought it was a great name and I'm just thankful that Noni agreed with me because, I mean, I would have still continued paying for the domain names either way, honestly. I mean, I mean, I think um, it is a good name at the end of the day, like, you know, it's usually Coral Life Crisis, but... Yeah, we don't want to talk about crisis. No. Know? I mean, of course, we're talking going to talk about ups and downs, but, you know, archives... It talks about, we're going to talk about everything, you know, anything to do with the quarter life. That's what we want to talk about. Yeah, I think in the end of the day, all we want to be is another comforting voice out there for people who are experiencing the same kind of things that we are. Um, Because I feel like 
in your 20s or maybe even after and before a lot of us go through the same things and it's always nice to have someone out there to confide in I know for me personally it really helped every time I'm experiencing something especially in the pandemic um, that I could always talk to Karina and she would also um, share her experiences so I don't feel you know alone um Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of times there is this kind of expectation, you know, you've gone to university, and by this point in life, you know what you want to do, you know, you know what field you want to go into, and you have a job, and, you know, you start your career, and I think, you know, nobody really talks about how that is not the case for many people, and you just have these, you know, expectations and these pressures put on you. Um, so I think that it is nice to definitely hear that other people are in the same boat as you. And I really realized with this pandemic that as things were getting more stressful for me, that I started mainly talking to people who were going through something similar like me because I knew that they were going to welcome me with like open arms and have no judgments because they knew exactly what I was going through, you know. I also think nowadays, honestly, in the days of social media, you know, obviously social media can be used in whichever way you please. But a lot of times it ends up being a filtered through, you know, showcase of all the positive things going on in your life. So a lot of times when you look at it, you're like, damn, all these people, they're having such great experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really living their life to the fullest. And I'm here and I can't get a job. And, you know, I'm not really doing much with my life because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, it's probably smarter not to go out and do a lot of things. So I think, you know, it really, it really is important to establish and make sure that people understand that they're not alone in this and that if they wanted to listen to someone who's going through something similar, that they have the option for it. And I think that really is, you know, the essence of the podcast that we're trying to create. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, if you find us entertaining, you know, if you like us, go ahead and listen. Yeah, if you find us funny, <laughs> if you like us, please. Yeah, um... But yeah, uh, maybe we should also talk about how we met Karina. I think that's also interesting. We met actually in our first week of living in the Netherlands. And what we did is we both signed up for the ESN Introduction Week. And what the ESN is, is it's an, it's called the Erasmus Student Network. And I think it is mainly pretty wide in Europe. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I feel like it is quite international And um, every semester, at the beginning of every semester, they organize an introduction week, especially for international people to get to know other people moving into the city so they can get to know the city. And honestly, both of the times I did my ESN week, I had a great experience. And, you know, the first time I did it, I met Noni. And I have to say, I was really grateful that she was so chatty and so bubbly because I'm more of a shy person stop it no stop you you're making me blush no stop (laughs) (laughs) no it really is true because I'm more shy upon first introduction and you know you're there and there's so many other people and you don't know who you're gonna click with and here was this lovely Indonesian girl who just came straight up to me and introduced herself and I was really grateful because it started it all. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you were also the first person that I talked to in that group. I scanned the, the room and I felt like, you know, I could vibe with you. I could, <laughs> you know, you look kind of my age. 
Um, but yeah, in general as well, I think I'm quite extroverted. Um, but especially when you're put in a situation in a in a setting where you don't know anyone and everyone else also, you know, they also don't know anyone. Everyone's in a new environment. You know, people joined um the introduction week to make friends. So, you know, everyone is so approachable, so it's so much easier to go out there and actually make friends. And either way, Karina, you know, we were in the same group anyways. If I hadn't reached out first, we would have still become great friends. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe you would have found the other part of the group and thought they were cooler (laughs) than me. Never. (laughs) No, but I mean, it was clear that we clicked from the start. And But I have to say, like, if anything, we've only gotten closer over Mm -hmm. the years. Um, That's really true. And we have been very lucky in that sense because I know of a lot of stories from my friends where they felt like they found their group in the very beginning and then later on you know it just fizzles out and it's a very common thing I mean I even experienced that here like I remember the girl that I had uh, met like upon my one of my first days here like I met her at the bank and we both just bonded immediately and unfortunately that also just fizzles out but you know it's nothing to be sad about it's just life because everyone finds their own group and everyone establishes themselves differently but Mm -hmm. I have always been very happy that I found you and all the people in was it ESN 42 (laughs) I think we were I think we were group 47 oh no yeah I think you gave me a painting for my birthday with the number 47 Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then you must be right. <laughs> if I put it on a painting, it better be fucking right. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to double check that. But um, yeah, we were really lucky in that aspect that we found our very close group of friends early on. Not a lot of people do. And I think, you know, wherever you go, it's always important to find a solid support system physically that is there with you. Um, yeah, because, you know, in the Definitely. end of the day, we always have to depend on one another. We humans are social people. And, you know, you, you know, it really makes a difference if you have people around. I mean, keep in mind as well, like, of course, everyone has different personalities. And in my case, I'm the type of person that isn't that vocal about my actual personal emotions and feelings because I don't know I've always kind of guarded myself and I've kind of shielded them because I didn't want to seem vulnerable. But even with that in mind, I always knew that if there was ever anything that I really needed to open up about, I had Noni there. And that already helped, you know, more than obviously not having anyone. And I have opened up, I think, more in the last year or two. But yeah, in my first year, I was definitely still shielded, I think. <laughs> I don't know how you experienced me. I kind of... How do yeah. I experience you, Karina? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to experience things? (laughs) No, but I I completely agree. I definitely opened up to you more in the second and third year. Um, And especially in the third year because we started taking courses together. Um, And especially in the pandemic, actually, we're we're thousands of kilometers apart. But I feel like we've gotten closer these past few weeks, especially because, you know, we have to call each other every other day. And at this point, my dad thinks you're my only friend. (laughs) Well, Um, it's because we are starting a business venture together. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, no, but I have to say this podcast has really helped making sure that I call you every once in a while and check up on you. Yeah, I think it's just nice to know that you kind of have to call me every now and then to check up to. on me. Yes, you so do. Because we're in this together. The key lesson of today is if you want to stay in contact with your friends, start a podcast. Start a podcast. Or become a gamer because I feel like all my gaming guy friends, they're all so close. Whereas all us girls are like, you know, we still really vibe whenever we're together, but we're not texting all the time. We don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I agree with you completely. The two lessons of the day. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, um, moving on. Um, so, Karina, um, what are some things that you found that were interesting about the Netherlands that you had to get used to? Well, obviously, the most, the most in-your-face difference is the amount of bikes that are in this country. And um, I think, yeah, there's more bikes in this country than there are people. And it is a way of life here. I mean, not only is the country nice and flat, but it just is so convenient. You know, the infrastructure available for biking is very extensive, very convenient. The bike paths are always usually good quality. Everyone kind of understands how to move within intersections. And there's no times really where I'm like fearful being on a bike, which I cannot say when I bike in Germany because they're like bike roads are not as nicely indicated so you know it's a whole other life but I, I really have to say I, I never thought that I would enjoy biking as much as I do until I moved to this country what about you yeah I completely agree I mean that's one thing that I really miss about the Netherlands now that I am in Indonesia right now um, and uh, when I was a kid I, I, I did bike a lot but it was more of a toy than it was a mode of transport and I definitely had to get used to biking as a mode of transport when I moved to the Netherlands um, and I and I do have to admit like in my first year I barely used the bike to go to class and I did get a lot of shit from my Dutch friends for constantly using the bus um, which is fair how dare you but I don't know it's just you know you have to get used to it. it's hard you know come winter it's cold and the wind is always against you I swear even if I you know if I turn around the wind will still be against me it is you cannot <laughs> win um but yeah as well after some time you also get used to the biking rules because I'm pretty sure I almost went on a toll road you know on my bike in the first year um and you know it's no secret that come the beginning of an academic year the internationals <laughs> you know they're, they're the one who cause havoc on the street not knowing the rules and all yeah i mean but they they know yeah they know they see you when they know they know the internationals <laughs> have to get used to biking um I think in the end of the day, biking is the way to go in the Netherlands, at least in the city that we were in. It was just so much more convenient. And a lot of times going from point A to B with a bike would be faster than using the bus. Um, as well, if you're, if you're using the bus, you're dependent on the bus times and they just make it so easy, yeah. you know, with, 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 with your bike. There are definitely some beautiful perks of biking because you just you notice the nature around you more when the weather is good. I mean, I remember biking home late at night after a drunken night out and just looking up into the sky and seeing stars. And I'm sure Dutch people hearing this will be like, there's not that many stars. But for a Hong Kong kid, it's a lot of stars, okay? And I appreciate the stars that I do see. And I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. 
It is beautiful. I even downloaded an app to like a like a stargazing. Yeah, app? I did because <laughs> it's just so pretty all the time. Yeah, I, I've done that before, and then they wanted me to pay money. I was like, no. <laughs> Anyways, biking is definitely one of the things that I uh, quickly noticed uh, moving to the Netherlands. What other things like stuck out for you, Noni? I think for me, it's how good Dutch people are in the English language. Um, I never needed to learn Dutch because everyone's so good. Me and Karina took a course. Nani, you quit. <laughs> I did. Don't out me like that. Come on. Um, yes, I gave up. I finished the A1 <laughs> course and she quit it. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but... <laughs> But it's just because I never needed it. Everyone is so good in English. Um, the old people are amazing. Yeah. And even if, they, if they're if they not fluent, they would definitely try. Yeah. And you don't get flack for it. Whereas sometimes in Germany, you will get a couple of uh, annoyed grunts or just stubbornly continuous German speaking because they disagree with the fact that you're not speaking their language in their country. Yeah, I think as well, Dutch people are just super encouraging if you want to learn their language. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of Dutch. I know basic things. But if I count one to ten or say simple things like Dankjewel or Ixmakluk, they'll be like, wow, you're so good at Dutch. Where did you learn it? <laughs> and here I am just, you know, not even trying to learn Dutch. Like, it's a disgrace, man. Ugh, it's definitely a two-way street. I mean, it's our fault for not trying hard enough and mm -hmm. respecting the fact that we should learn the language of the country that we're living in on the other hand god damn it they make it too easy for they us. make it so easy <laughs> honestly but yeah but yeah um i do very much regret not learning dutch especially career-wise if you're looking for a job mm -hmm. hell yeah And I very much realized that looking for a job in the Netherlands. Um, so word of advice, learn Dutch if you want to work in the Netherlands. Makes sense. Very logical conclusion right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I definitely, I mean, of course, there's so many things that you can mention and pick apart. But coming from Hong Kong, a city that truly loves and values food and eats. I mean, Chinese people especially, oh my god, like, we will be at a dim sum, okay, my Chinese family and I, and already we're talking about what we're having for dinner, you know, like, it doesn't end. And when I moved here, and especially when I went into the cafeteria to get myself some lunch, you know, after a hard morning's work, and what do I see? I see bread <laughs> i see sandwiches that you know i i'm not gonna knock a good sandwich because a good sandwich i mean that can really hit the spot but these sandwiches you have to keep in mind they just they don't have like any kind of sauce or condiment to it it's just like nope you know it can be cheese and ham that's it or it can be like a tomato some salad and i don't know salami and that's it you know but no con it's just wow it's dry it that's what it mind. is it's dry <laughs> i mean when you do move to the netherlands you quickly realize that bread uh, sandwiches makes a big part of dutch people's daily meals 
Um, and I've asked a friend before, and he said he could eat like half a loaf of bread every day per person per day. That's insane. But at the same time, they will look at me differently for eating rice for breakfast. You know, it's just cultural differences in the end of the day. But I don't know. I just can't get used to constantly eating bread. But I want my hot meals. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's put it in a different setting. Imagine you are flying a long distance flight. And one of the meals you get is a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I understand that as a snack, but it's not enough. No, not at all. To sustain you until hours later when you have a hot meal. And Dutch people are huge. They're super tall. They are massive. Yeah, I mean, not in a bad way, obviously. They are truly. I have n- no, no, no. But just really tall. I have never felt a short. And I, I feel really bad. All of the guy friends that have visited me in this country and. You know, every time they're here, they're like, I feel so small. You know, my manliness is being questioned right now. (laughs) But, you know, practical, I get it, it's for practicality. But for me, I think food should fulfill you, not just sustain you, you know, quote of the day. I second that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. That, that to me, definitely stuck out. The lack of hot meals during lunchtime, I, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with, no. <laughs> yeah, I think when you move to a new place, you're always going to experience some sort of culture shock, big or small, no matter how much you prepare. Um, and that's just a given. Uh, but yeah, I think that wraps it up for today's pilot episode. And this was just a little sneak peek of what you guys can listen to on our podcast. Um, obviously, because Karina and I are both in the middle of a job search and um, the whole world is in the middle of a pandemic, we're going to be talking about those things more later on. Um, and because Karina and I both lived in the Netherlands, there are going to be some references to the Netherlands. But we hope that you guys tune in for our next episode and we will be posting every Thursday. Yes, um, definitely. And um, for the next episode, you can expect us to start talking about our university experience, uh, aka the start of an era. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening in and we hope you keep listening. We really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.